Ray. Yes, sir. We're kicking off the season, and I thought this is what we're going to talk about. PEDs and sports. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, I'm looking at this initially, at least, from the baseball perspective, right? Yeah, okay. And let these guys know what your stance is on PEDs and sports. Okay. Specifically what you told me about baseball. (laughs) Baseball, yeah. So PEDs are performance-enhancing drugs. I mean, uh, the Russians are probably known the best for it with the Olympics, with uh, all the drugs that they were giving their athletes to make them stronger, faster, more athletic, whatnot. Yeah, they make them look like Ivan Drago, all of them. Ivan Drago. Ivan Drago, right? He dies, he He dies. dies. (laughs) So, but honestly, man, like when I think about PEDs, if it is not a contact sport, if it's a sport that requires say, skill, talent, um, some type of physical ability, but there's no contact in it, I think PED should be allowed. I feel like it makes it more interesting, man. Go back to, okay, so baseball. Go back, say, 20 years when Barry Bonds and all those guys were smacking homers left and fucking right. We're talking about like 30, 40, 50, 60 home runs each a season. I feel like back in the day, there were just so many more eyes on baseball than there were today because of that. Well, cue off of that, right? Barry Bonds, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire saved baseball, okay? Because in 1994, there was a strike, a player strike. The season ended with like 20-something games left. Players said, we're not taking this BS anymore. We want to get paid. Because right. 800k isn't enough. Well, I mean, you remember at the time, <laughs> it's a minimum. At the time, maybe it was 300k. We're so, ta- okay, <laughs> so 300k, and my man is carrying around the spit bucket for everybody, and he's like, "Yo, I want more money, bro. Let me get what he's getting. <laughs> How do I sign up? What do All I right, do?" Well, shit, you're you're about 20 years too late, my money. <laughs> so after the strike, it just kind of soured people to baseball, right? People yeah. weren't showing up to the ballparks. Teams are starting to lose money. Yeah. You know, so how are we going to pay these players? Along came the home run race, right? Comes home run races. Now, back in the 1920s and 30s, Babe Ruth set the record for single season home runs at 60. It was like 40 years later. I don't remember the year. Roger Maris, another Yankee, breaks his record at 61. But at this at this point in time, he also had more games to do it in. Okay, seasons longer. Right, seasons a little longer. He had more opportunity. Okay. Out of nowhere, these guys are smacking 50 and 60 plus home runs every season. Ah, right? why? PEDs. Hey, okay. because of so, hemorrhoids, so, these boys were juicing. So I'm not I'm not going to take it away from the fact that they definitely, it definitely helped them, you know, but it doesn't help everybody. So if you were to spread steroids amongst all the baseball players in the league, as a matter of fact, it's probably going to hurt most of them. How? How do you think? How do you think? Well, so baseball specifically, right? It is actually scientifically proven that hitting a baseball is the hardest thing to do in all of sports. Not just baseball, like in all of sports. It is the hardest thing to do. Think about it this way. Okay, give me. And now now you got me intrigued because I'm sitting here thinking like, yo, man, I don't know if you ever watch curling. But curling hella hard. You're trying to make a rock stop in a circle. How you how you gonna compare? And, okay, give me give me example. And homies got Context. called for cheating, right? And they, they yeah, they were, uh, they were roiding. They were the, roiding. The Russians strike again. <laughs> <laughs> but so think about it this way: a 300 hitter, which means they're making contact and getting a hit 30 percent of the time. Okay. So if you're successful in what you do, 30 percent. So of the that's time, that's good. That's a that's rating. great. That's a great rating. Okay. Okay. Now, basketball. If you're a 30% shooter, 
You're shite. Your butt cheeks. Right. <laughs> you are shack. You you better be getting boards or you're gonna get the bench. In so. football, fifty percent pass completions is not very great. It's not awesome. Not at all. Just to give a little perspective. Yeah. Okay. So okay. these guys, if you, if you look at if you look at them, sure they were smacking home runs, but everybody was using it. So why is it that only a couple of these guys were smacking home runs? But this, okay, so, yeah. So I'm there with you. I'm there with you because you can do roids. Say even in bodybuilding, you know, there's always talks about, oh, well, he's doing roids. He's going to be automatically big. It's not like you, Popeye where you eat some spinach and you bulk up like crazy. Right. If you do roids, if you take roids and you don't work out, more than likely your your gonads are going to shrink. And you're going to get fat. And you're going to get fat. So you're not going to get buff. So you have to put in the work. So I agree with you there. I think those players were exceptional for their time, even for all of time, that they were able capable of smacking that many homers and being that performant in their sports. But I feel like if they didn't have roids, I don't think it would have been nearly as interesting to watch them. Hell, I even watch. I don't watch baseball that much. Honestly, but when the home run derby comes on, that's just so much fun for me to watch. Just seeing these dudes smack homers. And I feel like if every game you knew someone was going to smack it, smack a homer, I feel like a lot more people would be watching. And I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you. I mean, there was even a freaking commercial, right? It starred Tom Glavin and uh, Greg Maddock. And they were they were like, man, how can I get all this attention? You know, because all the chicks were like, where's Mark McGuire? You know, where's Mark? Mm-hmm. And so the commercial ends basically with like, yep, chicks dig the long ball. <laughs> right? Chicks dig the long ball. Everybody loves a long ball. We're not, we're not disagreeing. What do you mean by a long ball? What's a, what's a long ball? A long My ball is a, is a home run. It's a home ah, run. Okay. okay. I was it's like, a home run. Chicks love the homers. Yeah. Right. Chicks love the homers. And I'm not disagreeing with you that it's, it, it's entertaining and, and Didn't whatnot. LeBron James also say something recently? Like a, a quote like that? He said, he? he said, the chicks love the shooters. I think he's talking about the three-point shooters. Probably. And, and modern-day NBA that they're talking about. Uh, I think they're talking about Steph Curry making threes, and it was uh, the Cavs versus the Warriors the second time around. Right. Uh, and they were like, yeah, he was like, yeah, the chicks love the shooters. I think that's what he said. I have to look it up. But Right. Well, and, and here's the thing. I don't, you know, that, and that's that's the popular thing to do, right, too? Like, mm-hmm. teams are trying to shoot the threes. I don't know the stats behind this, but I'm sure there's plenty of teams that are going to that. He said, uh, so, sorry to interrupt you, but you're right. LeBron said also chicks dig the long ball. And I think, and he was implying uh, about Steph Curry's shooting from midpoint, like fucking draining everything from the parking lot. So, okay, yeah, yeah. So, but go ahead, go back, go back. So I'm just, you know, I I would imagine that if you were to look at teams that are trying to copy the Golden State Warriors, they're not not as successful. They don't have the right players. They don't don't have have the right right talent. And even if you were to give Shaq roids, it's not going to make him a better shooter. It's not going to make him a better shooter at all. No. And if you take it to other sports, though, so I don't think this should be allowed in all sports. I'm thinking just in a select few sports allowed. If you take, for example, contact sports like base, uh, football and MMA types of sports, I don't think this should be allowed at all. Well, because you're, you're making physical contact with somebody else. You could end somebody's career with a dirty hit or a bad hit or even a clean hit. But the fact that your muscle man over here built like a Volkswagen Beetle and you run over somebody like it's nothing might not be the best option there. But see, it can happen in baseball too. Because when you're fielding or you're running, there's plenty of contact that, can, that consistently and constantly gets made there. Because right? you can – okay, so in baseball, when I, I smacked 
I smack a ball and it's it's bouncing around the outfield and I make it through first. I make it through second. I make it through third. The guy in the outfield jumbles the ball and he tries to throw it. Finally, he, he grabs grabs control, throws it to home, right? And I'm running in a home. Catcher catches the ball. He's nowhere near home plate, but I'm right there. And I'm running into him. If I knock, if I run into him and I knock him down and he drops the ball, am I considered out? If he drops the ball, no. Now, and here's where I, I can understand where you may be coming from because there's, there's, there is a lot less contact even now in baseball. So mm-hmm. back in the day, that was allowed. Mm-hmm. A catcher could stand in front of the plate and the runner could take him out. However he wanted to. <laughs> Football. Right? It, it's just, yeah, it's straight. It's a straight tackle. Yeah. Because of an injury to one particular Eddie Guerrero double one, leg drop. <laughs> because of an injury to one particular player, Buster Posey, I think it was in 2013. He broke his leg. And from there, yeah, I mean the tackle tech his technique was not great. <laughs> so when he went to block the plate, he was not situated the way a catcher should be in that position to take a tackle. But he got tackled. And if, I mean, he's he got a baseball flipped. player. He shouldn't have to take a tackle. <laughs> well, see, it was okay. allowed. It was allowed. Yeah, it was okay. allowed. It was allowed. And this was just like five or six years ago. Okay. Right? And so he takes a tackle. He basically gets bent backwards. The ball comes out his glove. We we'll call that the scorpion. <laughs> well, yes. Scor- he got scorpion. <laughs> I mean, it was, I, it was like, and, it's like when you, what the problem it was is, more is of you a, have your legs and they're like listening to what you're saying. It <laughs> was more of a pretzel than a scorpion, to be quite honest. I mean, it was bad. And he broke his leg. And so from that, the conversation arose. And now the catcher can only be in certain positions to block the plate. Otherwise, he's considered to be interfering with the play, which gives the runner the run. So, so now there, there's a lot less. So that's another strike for. Steroid use. Wow, whoa, whoa. So, so, okay, so let's get a scoreboard. We'll get a scoreboard right now. All right, we'll say four roids and against roids. Okay. All right, we started to talk off with homers. I think smacking homers, I think that's very attractive for the sport. I feel like that's very, very appealing to the crowds who don't really like baseball or might not be interested in baseball, but you know what? Everybody loves an underdog. Everybody loves a hype story. And if there's exciting things going on, people are going to watch. So I say homers, definitely going to steroid column. That's one. That's one for the one for the roids. Here's here here's here's how I got I have the counter argument. The last couple of years, there's this advent called launch angle. So hitters now, back in the day, hitters were taught to make contact and stay on top of the ball, so you hit it. Okay. okay. In recent years, people are going to what some people call a Ferris wheel swing. You're trying to get a certain angle when you hit the ball to hit a home run. So now you got what's called three true outcomes. You get a hit, you get a strikeout, my bad, walk, strikeout, or home run. Okay. So a lot of hitters are hitting for low batting averages. So, And we're talking under 250. So under 25% of the time, they're, not, they're successful. They're striking out a lot or they're hitting a home run. Now you don't have the 40 and 50 and the 50, 60, 70 home run guys. But you have a lot of hitters with 35 and 40 home runs. I mean, I think the last two or three years consecutively, Major League Baseball has set a record for home runs in a season. Because everybody's hitting a total, ev- total home runs. Because, yeah, because everybody it's is taking season. that approach. It's They're trying to go for more skill well, than power. Well, the, no, they're, they're, that- no they're, they're trying to hit for power in, intentionally. They're not, they don't care about getting just a hit. They want to hit the home run. Because depending on your approach at the plate, take someone like Mike Trout, for example. 
Okay. Who's Mike Trout? Mike Trout is center fielder for the Angels, probably the best player right now. Okay. If you were to talk hitting with him, he still has sort of the old way of hitting. He's not hitting for launch angle. He wants to stay on top of the ball, which means he's going to hit line drives. But okay. would I mean, I don't know. It's kind of hard for me to believe that homie would walk up to the plate and just say, you know what, I'm smacking to get one one base. I feel like he'd be no. swinging for the fences. I mean, no. And he, he bases was, aren't loaded. There's nobody there. No outs. Homie's pitching for me, and I'm I'm feeling you know I'm feeling a little excited today. Feeling good. I'm gonna swing for the fences, right? I'm not just gonna hit a three quarter home run. I want to hit a whole home run. I, I, and I see where people would think that, but so baseball is extremely statistically driven, right? Mm-hmm. And it's statistically proven that the more you're on base, the more runs you're gonna score, the more the higher chance of winning. The more you're on base, what, the, what the more you're on. The more you're on on first, second, or third base. The more you get on base, yeah. In, in a home run, the more you get on base, the more what? The more runs you're gonna score. Totally, like so, yeah. yeah the runs. more runs, the more games you're gonna win. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, I see that. Okay. And Makes so, sense. so if you take the approach of trying to hit home runs, you're gonna strike out. Maybe you walk. Maybe you hit the home run. But when you look at stats, those guys typically they're trying to hit the home run are going to have a lower on-base percentage. Oh, because you're swinging for the fences. Exactly. You're throwing haymakers, right? Exactly. You're throwing haymakers, and it's like, all right, I feel like I probably have like a uh, one in ten chance of smacking this ball, but you know what? If I hit it, homie's going to catch it in the parking lot. Exactly. Like, uh, okay, all right, I see it. And so because it's so statistically driven, it's proven that the home run is not necessarily the best way to score and win. Win. Okay, I get it. It's It's a... A game of numbers. Yes. And it's, uh, I mean, the more bases you get, obviously. Yeah. The more bases you get, the more runs you score. And so the best players are going to try and get on base. Okay. Not necessarily swing for the fences. Okay. So know your limits. Right. In essence, know your limits. If you got a guy that's smacking home runs, of course, he's going to come in there ready to swing. And the pitcher probably is going to be ready to say, hey, I might not, I might have to walk this dude. Well, but even then, your best home run hitters even now, take Aaron Judge, for example. He's consistently 400 plus on base percentage, what does which that means mean 400 plus. He's 40 percent of the time he's on base. Uh huh. Okay? okay. Whether that's because he got a hit, whether he was walked, or he smacked the home run, it, it counts yeah. towards, okay. towards his on base percentage. Even the best home run hitters take a more disciplined approach, and so it's not so much about swinging for the fences, but if the guy is throwing outside the strike zone and the umpire is calling those balls. And he's not giving him that close strike, dude. You're gonna take, you're gonna walk. You're gonna take the walk, which okay. because what it does is okay. Now I'm on base. Now I have a chance to score. Yeah, yeah, right. So it's, it's so, more like for the team versus for you, right? And so typically teams are taking it as I want to win. Yeah, right. I, I want to win. So that's that's my biggest argument against roids just to hit home runs because it doesn't prove that you can win. And in the end, what you want to see is your team win. Right? But so I, I'm coming from a guy who just doesn't. I don't have a team in MLB. I don't have a specific uh, player that I really watch. To me, it's just excitement. I like exciting sports, exciting content. Uh, whether it be curling, whether it be throwing darts, pool, Ping whatever pong. it may be, table, 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 table tennis, table tennis. If they did roids and table tennis, you'd see these dudes doing backflip smackers, spinning, putting so much spin on it, it hits corners left and right. Like that'd be so cool to me. Like buff ass dudes. Playing Pong. Buff dudes. 
And, and, and I understand that. I totally get the entertainment aspect of it. But and entertainment makes sports, right? Well, it does and it doesn't. Because if you're not winning, you're not making money, your team's going to go to shit. And then then even if you did roids, it wouldn't help it you It wouldn't out. matter. Okay. So we're at one and one. For roids and against roids. And I feel sports. like I got right. one and a half. Baseball. One and a half. I'll give you, I'll give you a quarter. One and a half. Oh. All right. So oh. we talked about we talked about baseball there. Uh, maybe another sport that we can talk about, Roy, and see if they actually benefit, uh, is maybe soccer. So soccer isn't known as a contact sport, right? But you know a little bit something about some certain players, right, Eddie? Mr. Diego Maradona. The Diego. Mr. Diego Maradona. Mr. God of Hand, hand of God? Yeah, the, the Hand of God. Team. I mean... Okay, so what about him? What about Maradona? Well, Maradona, the story goes that um, he was playing... They were going to... His team, Argentina, was going to play Bulgaria. And he was removed from the World Cup. This, I think this was in 1994. Okay. Okay. Why? Because he tested positive for five variants of ephedrine. My man was juicing five different things. It increases energy and alertness okay. to lose weight by speeding up metabolism. <laughs> okay, so Maradona is chubby, so I can see that. All right. <laughs> all right, all right, go ahead. And you know, nobody, I mean, most people are not chubby chasers because you don't have to chase them, so I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> not chasing. They're not chasing Maradona, you just stand there. Right. Okay. So, but here's the thing different approach, right? Now, we're not talking about buffing. Now we're talking about things that are going to enhance an ability that isn't necessarily strength. Yeah. Right? It's going to help him with endurance. Because he's not going to be... Yeah. And speed. Okay. So, So let me go there. Let me go there. All right. So, my talk for roids in soccer. Personally, played a lot of soccer. I played a lot of soccer uh, through all my years of going to school and whatnot. uh, And, you know, recreational and competition and competitive and travel soccer. Everything. Right? Roids. Would I recommend roids for soccer? Hell yeah, bro. I'm telling you right now, man. Wait, let me, I, let me let me ask this question. You're talking roids where you're bulking up or you're talking a performance enhancing Performance drug, enhancing. Like Mr. Maradona Mister, I want the Mr. Maradona juice. That's what I want. I want those five cocktails, <laughs> that cocktail that homie was drinking, sipping, bro. I want that because if I am playing and I'm faster. And I'm stronger, like not so much like making contact and hurting the other player, but more like when I make contact with the ball, it's like what you watch the cartoons when you're a kid. Homie hits the ball and the ball starts spinning, gets real hot, looks like a rocket coming out of a cannon and just goes straight in the back of the net, burns a hole in the net. You know what I'm saying? Like like Shaolin Soccer. If you ever right. watched the movie. Oh, that's, dude, that is the movie of a lifetime. That's what y'all, I'm If y'all about. haven't watched that, by the way, Shaolin Soccer, it's the most ridiculous movie on the planet. Roids. I mean, it's not better than The Lion King, but, <laughs> but. Just so y'all know, watch it. Watch it. it and so, so what I'm saying there is, um, it, it's not really a contact sport, right? But it will make the players stronger. It will make them last longer in the games, more endurance, makes them faster, makes them f- throw further. Imagine a goalie. Imagine a goalie. A goalie can change a game more than they, I mean, obviously today goalies change games, but they can completely change the layout of a game. If you have a goalie who can block everything, jump from side to side, reach from one, uh, one upright to the other, even if you have a butt cheeks team, you got a, you got a dude who's letting dudes just walk right past them. You got a solid goalie, you got a wall. All right. So I think even in soccer, I think it'd be very enjoyable. Now to I'm going to flip the entertainment aspect off of you. Okay. If the goalkeeper's that good, I want to see goals. And I played soccer. Okay. I'm a fan. Okay. But I want to see go. I, I appreciate the game. Love the game. And, you know, there's people that don't understand it. And the build up to that final shot on goal, to me, is just as exciting as the goal itself. Yeah. Right? And that, I think that's the point. Yeah. But to flip your point, I want to see goals. I okay. mean, that's the entertainment part. And so then your question is, how will roids help with goals? Right. 
man, it's like, all right, they already do a form of it. And, and this is going to be a reach. I know I'm going to go for it here, but this is going to be a reach. I'm reaching for it. Every World Cup, they change the design of the ball, right? Every right, World Cup, they ch- right. change the design. The one that gave goalies and players the most trouble, well, not strikers, but defenders and um, oh, goalies. the Jabulani. Exactly. Why? Because it was a different shape. When you hit the ball, it did weird knuckle things, and it dipped and swerved and everything gave goalies a hell of a time. As a reach, that could be a form of enhancing the sport. But then that's not enhancing drugs. It's just changing a different factor. A different factor, but it's like a constant that's in every game. You can't have a soccer game without a soccer ball, right? You're gonna have to, you, you can have goals, you can not, but if you don't get a ball, you can't. So you can't just gave me a point because you can you can make the game more exciting without roids. Okay, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. You're a two, two to one. All right. All right. Pick now, a sport. Well, cycling. Oh, <laughs> my man Lance. My man Lance. Hey, speedster. Lightning. White lightning. Call that man white lightning. Now, here I think we see a sport that there's a lot of pride in your individual ability. We talked about two team sports. Yeah. This is completely individual ability, individual prowess. Certain parts. So there's, so I don't mean to cut you off there, but there's certain parts like the Tour de France. You have, I think, team points and then you have individual. You do. But go ahead. Yeah. The the individual side. The individual side. The gold jersey. The gold jersey. Exactly. If, if you allow performance-enhancing drugs there, does that not completely take out the spirit of competition? The fact that – does it really make it more exciting? Because mm-hmm. if one dude or – I mean, if everybody uses it, then everybody's in a, on, a, on a level playing field. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. But – I mean, the point is to get the gold jersey. No. Right. The point is to get those but if, but if you're talking, But if you're talking about excitement, yeah. it's the same – if nobody uses it, as if, if everybody uses it. I see what you mean. So it, it's not, so this is, this is going more, it's a player's game than a watcher's game. Right. All right. So now you're giving me a little bit of ammunition here because you're right. If I give, allow like certain sports like cycling, if I allow PEDs in there, it doesn't really make it more enjoyable for the viewers because these dudes, it, it's more like you against the next person next to you. Exactly. And if you're watching two slow people race, it's still enjoyable rather than watching one fast dude and one slow dude. Right. So, and, and if they're both fast dudes, regardless of how fast they are, it's still going to be exciting because it's a close race. So, if you allow roids there, you're saying that, all right, regardless of how much roids I give these dudes, if all of them are fast, it's, it's, it's like in relation to the other dudes next to them, they're not that much different because they're all doing roids. Okay. I'll, I'll say that. All right, fine. I understand that. But what about the aspect? So, since we're saying that it's a player sport, what about the people that have had certain tragic things happen to them, like Lance Armstrong? Where your body doesn't have the capability of producing the natural hormones that you normally do. Because you might have just happened to lose a testicle. And now you can't produce test as much, right? So then you have people like Lance Armstrong. Where he had as a, you know, a form of testicular cancer. Where he had certain things that had to be removed. And as a result, your body doesn't react the same. I mean, you're a guy. You know what I'm talking about. Certain days you wake up and like, oh, I don't want to do this, man. And then other days you're like, yo, I'm about to cycle across France. About to get this damn gold jersey. I'm about to stand on that podium, have two beautiful women bring me one, some flowers, two, a teddy bear, and a trophy. And I'm about to take home a brand new bicycle. I just want the teddy bear. I'll be honest. I just want that damn t- Maybe the flowers, too. But that's about it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I look in that gold jersey. <laughs> the long hands will be coming out. The long hands you know? will be coming out. <laughs> But so, but, but so going to that, I think that there are athletes that had crappy things happen to them in life that they cannot control that can benefit from this to say, hey man, now I'm back to where I was before. 
Here's my argument to that. Just like anybody else, if you weren't an athlete and something unfortunate happens to you, you adapt. And if you can't adapt, you have to find something different. Okay. So you have right? to adapt. So how, why should they be allowed this advantage over everyone else when if that a situation that it isn't sport where something unfortunate happens to you, mm-hmm. you don't have that option. Well, so I agree with you there, but that's another realm that's outside of sports, right? It's not inside sports. Because if you take PEDs outside of sports, it's not going to make you better at writing a paper. It's not going to make you better at your desk jockey job, whatever it may be, uh, whatever your role is. If it's not really sports, I don't think it'll help you as much. There's probably other things that you can take. Well, that... I mean, just in general, I mean, you know, HGH or whatever, yeah. if you have certain deficiencies and you're not a, I mean, if you're not an athlete, but if you need HGH just to walk. Yeah. I see your point there, but if it's for your job and, you know, you're getting provided all these extra things that are going to make you even better than the next person, is that really fair? If I have one testicle and (laughs) I am speeding down the mountains in France and I'm beating your ass like I left you by two truckloads. It doesn't matter if you have roids, it should help you out even more because now you got two bad boys that you're rocking with. I got a solo homie that's pumping out more than both of you and you got the same capability of me. You you can do the same roids. I'll give you my recipe. Go ahead. I'll give you the Maradona juice and it'll make you just, hey, you have the same exact capabilities. You have the same tools in your tool belt. I feel like in cycling, even in an individual sport like that, it would provide a, a more competitive competition regardless of external factors that happen to you that you can't control. Okay. I can see your point there. And it's two to two. 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 two, now, two. I'm going to knock you out with this. Oh, man. I'm going to knock you out with this. Sports. Perhaps it increases the entertainment pa- factor. Perhaps it doesn't. It depends on the sport. Okay. However, people idolize these people. Kids, adults, and in-betweens idolize these people. There's a responsibility they carry, whether they want to or not. And so if your favorite athletes are roided, and as a kid... You're like, I want to be like them. I may need to take steroids. And they start doing this at an early age. And they get hurt because they're not careful. Because they don't have the expertise that these athletes can go to. They don't have the resource. How do you justify that? Okay. It's a good point. It's a good point. Because even me growing up, I saw certain players uh, as, as, as heroes. I mean, these dudes were like modern day heroes. Right. How many times did I watch Wayne Rooney or Dino sitting there smacking goals and it's just like I'm in I'm in high school, I'm in middle school watching these guys and they're just making me giving me the power to say, Hey, I wanna go play. I wanna be like them. I wanna be just like them. Right. But you're coming from the perspective that steroids are ethically bad. That they're they're ethically bad in the in aspect of all of sports is just wrong. Don't do them. But say that rule is gone. Say that rule is gone and it's not bad to do steroids. Are they hurting other people? By doing roids in their sports. I feel like... I think that's why. I think that's why. Because there's other side effects. That in the long run, and I think that's why they're illegal. I think that's why they are not going to be allowed. Mm -hmm. And I think it goes beyond just those players and the entertainment factor. I think it always falls back on the fact that you have a responsibility to that industry, to that crowd. To your audience. You have the responsibility to your audience because when you are a professional athlete, that is your job. And you know that you have influence over people. With that power, 
that influence comes the responsibility. Okay, I see. I see your perspective, and that is a good point. That is a very good point. But counter argument here: say um, we say, all right, roids are legal, and the government says, okay, cool. What, what do you propose your plan? I, I want to hear what you got. And you say, hey, I'll let you guys come up with the steroids. I'll let you guys decide, do your testing, come out, go ask the Russians, because the Russians are the professionals at this. These guys have been doing this for decades. These guys know what kind of... They've been spitting Ivan Drago's out since the 70s. <laughs> since the 70s. These since guys will Rocky tell you, came out. These guys will tell you what moose horn to chew on to make you amazing at a sport and, and the least effect to you. So say we do that. Say they come out and they say, all right, here's... Um, a smorgasbord of roids that you can try that we've tested and we've approved. And we said the FDA has said, all right, that's fine. They don't, they're not carcinogenic. They're, they're not going to cause you cancer. They're not going to kill you. They're not going to do anything bad to you. They're literally going to make you better at what you do. Then, is it bad? What then? If you can prove that, then I might consider it. Because now that part of your responsibility is no longer there. I still think there's an ethical question overall. Where do we draw the line? Like, I mean, are we just, are we no longer products of our own abilities? If I allow you performance enhancing drugs, doesn't make you a better athlete in your own regards. Whatever sport you play doesn't automatically make you smarter. It doesn't automatically make you think quicker. It doesn't mean that you're going to be better. It means that your body is probably going to be more suited towards uh, the damage that you're going to take while you're playing these sports or whatnot. And your longevity might be longer. It might be shorter depending on the type of sport that you play. So I'll concede that. If we were to include steroids, it would just be raising the overall average of all players. But it was not going to make you more skillful at your art. It definitely depends on the sport. The effects that it's going to have on the entertainment aspect. Anyway, I think we've talked this subject to death. So guys... Rate, review, subscribe, let us know. Thanks for listening to 1 out of 10 would recommend.